Good morning. Peace be with you. And today we celebrate mothers, so happy Mother's Day. I have uh, uh, some pens out here. It's not that I have, that the church had uh, ordered pencils or pens. And it says, strong faith makes for strong women. And so this is for all the ladies today. Without you, I will speak for all men. We would not be the men that we are. And uh, we wouldn't be here, right, Ed? You got it. See, I didn't take biology, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, but uh, uh, it is a, a, a wonderful day. And um, for those of us that, who, you know, maybe mothers have passed away recently, like me, uh, it's bittersweet. I miss my mommy. You've heard me talk about my parents uh, and that simple faith that Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible, and my, my mom told me so. And so mothers really are the authors of, um, I think, great men, you know, to get them a good start, and great women. But uh, at our house, and Tracy will kind of roll her eyes on this when I say, every day is Valentine's Day. Right, but every day's Mother's Day, and and not <laughs> and not because because um, she's esteemed. You know, the women in our lives in our lives should be esteemed. Also, um, at our house, it's not lost until Mom can't find it. So, <laughs> thank you, moms, for being who you have been called. Thank you, strong, godly women, for being who you have been called to be uh, by our Lord. We do have announcements here. Now, I had some little cards, but King of Glory is having a mother-daughter luau. And I was going to hold one of them up, but they were out there. And yes? Oh, so it was yesterday. And um, Ed. I didn't catch it. Ed. I'm not a mother. Ed came in this morning, he goes, he brings this in, because thank you for all helping me too. I mean, it's like I do need mothers, you know, but uh, so Ed comes in, he goes, well, I want to see what I need to tell you you missed on the, on the announcement sheet, and he goes, king of glory, and I go, already got it, and I put him out there, and Miss Jackie covered for us like a good mother does, she covered a multitude of sins, and yet here I go, at, <laughs> blah, 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 but thank you. That was yesterday, I'm sure it was delightful. Oh, so, um, but I will call your attention to this, um, the sheet here. Uh, graduations, I'm sure everybody knows of a graduate, and so we would love to get their name uh, in a, into the office so that we can print their name in a future bulletin and, and uh, <clears throat> raise them up in prayer and recognition for that. So please do that. Next weekend, next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday, and that's when things really got exciting. We got the Holy Spirit poured upon us, and that's when the disciples really started to make a difference. They were uh, empowered a little bit, but boy, did things really start rocking and rolling then. And so um, we're going to celebrate that by wearing red. Does anyone have anything red down here I'm with, between angels and uh, USC or just red? I mean, let's wear, let's wear red. Yeah, oh, no. Uh, so... We taught our children um, when they were, couldn't speak yet, but uh, Tracy's little sister went to USC, and we all went to Chico State. 
And uh, so every time the little ones would hear, uh, USC, they go, Pfft. and um, <laughs> that really made people upset, so I, I didn't get it. But uh, church council meeting on um, Tuesday, the 15th at 6 o'clock, that is going to happen, and you're invited to come and to hear what's going on in the church, and, uh, and I thank uh, all of the members of council for being faithful, and um, we need your prayers. Uh, just uh, that we make good decisions and that we see things clearly in what is along uh, God's will and um, that we follow it. The last thing that I want to mention um, is that uh, the prayer cards, the little blue prayer cards. Uh, I have been remiss. When I first came here, I was hammering that Jesus said that my Father's house is a house of prayer. And and, and, and we are, this is his house, this is, you know, it's a house of prayer. So when you fill those blue cards out, do you know what happens to them? They get collected, and then they get immediately prayed over. And today we're going to do something a little different. With all the cards that come in, we're going to bring them in to Bible study. Next week we're going to bring them in to... May grace abound more, huh? <laughs> Why don't we start the service? Anyway, please, please fill out your cards. Let us stand and let us sing as unto the Lord and keep smiling. It looks good on you all. Thank you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin... We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you, and for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father 
and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and all who offer their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O King of glory, Lord of hosts, uplifted in triumph far above the heavens, leave us not without consolation, but send us the Spirit of truth, whom you promised from the Father, for you live and reign with him and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Uh, the first reading this morning is from Acts chapter 1, verses 12 through 26. You can find it in the Pew Bible on page 1691. A little historical uh, context here. Uh, Jesus has made a sacrifice for us. The disciples, 11 of them and a few others, have gathered to conduct some business. Acts 1, 12 through 26. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, 
son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and said, Brothers and sisters, the scripture had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in our ministry. With the payment he received for his wickedness, Judas bought a field, and there he fell headlong. His body burst open, and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called that field in their language Akeldama, that is, field of blood. For, said Peter, it is written in the book of Psalms, may his place be deserted, let there be no one to dwell in it, and may another take his place of leadership. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us, beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph, called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias, so he was added to the 11 apostles. We will read Psalm 1 responsibly. You can find it on page 6 of the bulletin. Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but those whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. The third reading is from 1 John chapter 5, verses 9 through 15, which you can find on page 1903 of your pew Bible. 1 John 5, 9 through 15. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is a testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. 
I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Here ends the reason, reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel, according to John, chapter 17, verses 11 through 19, can be found in your pew Bible on page 1680. Glory to you, O Lord. John records the words of Jesus. He says, I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name that you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them, and I kept them safe by that name that you have given me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that scripture would be fulfilled. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of joy within them. I have given them your word. The word, excuse me, the world has hated them. For they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Yesterday in the men's group, we uh, had another great study, and um, we've been meeting together faithfully for over a year now, and it's, it's funny how memories come up and through Scripture, and uh, it, it, it's a blessed time. So gentlemen, um, Saturday mornings, 9 o'clock, we get out of there a little after, uh, excuse me, Saturday mornings, 8 o'clock. We get out, out there a little after uh, 9. You will be blessed, and we will be blessed by having you there. There's something um, very powerful about men coming together. 
struggling with the, with the scripture, and uh, God always shows up, Holy Spirit speaks to us, and yesterday was no exception to that. One of the things I said to the guys there was that one of my anxieties that I have and, um, as a pastor, one is sleeping in through a Sunday service. That is like, you know, it, <laughs> some people, you know, have these recurring nightmares that they can't see or they show up to work without clothes on or something. That's not me. I, I, uh, not that that would be a good thing, but, um, uh, but I, you know, have this fear of, of, of being really late or, and or missing and getting the phone call going, um, do you know what day it is? You know, the other anxiety that I have too is that, and it, and it comes to me when I speak to other people or I listen to other churches, other uh, pastors, other people calling in for questions uh, about things. Is that anybody would worry or have trouble in their heart about their salvation? That pains me here and and here. I mean, mostly here, kind of just this awful feeling that, that, that anyone in this church, in this sanctuary right now, feels that maybe their salvation is in question. And it just so happens in my interaction, you know, I've told you, I got a lot of favorite things, you know, I love sharing of the peace. And another favorite part of the service is, you know, the uh, communion. And, and another favorite part of my, uh, of being a pastor is the is the fellowship that I have. And so I've had the opportunity to speak with guys. The other night, Steve and I, you know, sat and talked about things. And then I have, uh, um, I have another dear friend, Bob, that sends me uh, text messages and so forth. And I don't know if you knew this, but this was exactly what I needed to hear uh, this week. So I want you guys and gals uh, to open up your pew Bible. I'll let you get a chance to to pick it up, everyone's, I know there's stuff there. You can share with the neighbor if you want, but get your pew Bible. Man, I didn't know it was going to be homework. All right, pew Bible and page 1542. This is going to be Matthew 2541. When you have it, look up here. Okay. So I got sent this, this, this text message, and, and it, really, it really ties into my greatest, uh, one of my greatest anxieties, not the one about being late, but the one about people doubting their salvation, people wondering, oh my gosh. And so this, this text that he sent me was somebody had written that um, Satan comes up to us and says, I know your past. Well, maybe he doesn't say it that way. Maybe he goes, <laughs> you know, I know your past. You didn't think anyone was looking? <laughs> I got it. I got it written down here. And the answer to that, the inoculation is, oh yeah? I know your future. Let us read together uh, Matthew 25, verse 41. Out loud. Ready? One, two, three. Then he will say to those... Prepared for the devil and his angels, not for you or for me or those who would believe, for the devil and his angels. Does anyone ever have any of that feeling like, oh, I am unworthy, oh, I really blown it. Have you ever felt that you can do this? You know, you... 
I mean, it happens, doesn't it? You ever run into somebody that has some doubts that maybe it's just, oh boy, I must have really done something bad to get to deserve this. Your salvation is secure. Why? Because you're a whosoever should believe. You have been baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That faith was put into you by word and sacrament God gave you the faith and that will do even if it is the size of a mustard seed and yet like last week when we were talking about Acts 10 34 to 41 and Peter was going to Cornelius's house with his entourage and his entourage said wow we were really astounded that the Holy Spirit even fell on Gentiles Maybe we say, I'm really astounded that the Holy Spirit even came on me. He loves you so much. You are in. And if somebody ever causes you doubt, let them know, Christ died for me. I'm secure. My sins are forgiven, and we're going to dig into that more this morning. But I needed to get that off of my chest and Bob, thank you for that. I know your future. And I'm done talking to you. Like my little boy used to say, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. Like a little boy I know of used to say, talk to the hand because the face ain't listening. He was really little when he did that. So here's what we have to unpackage this morning. Your future is secure through Christ. And God testifies to this. God testifying. You get somebody on the witness stand, let's say it's God. He's telling the truth, right? So he testifies through his son that you and I and all who believe have eternal life, period. For those of you that are, haven't seen before, I don't always yell like that. I'm so, I like this. I hope I'm not turning you off here. But <laughs> I'm passionate this morning. He loves you. For all who should believe. And Jesus, through Jesus, when he says, whatever you ask in my name, you can be sure that the Father will provide it. No, it's not six numbers in the lottery. It doesn't work that way. But if you are praying along with his will for things that are good for you and those around you for their salvation, he will answer it. We pray, God listens. God listens to all of his people, and all of us have a part to play in this. I'm reminded in here, and as, as, as Gary was saying, there were 120 people uh, around when they had some business to do, and that business was to find a new uh, disciple, a new apostle, if you will, um, because of Judas. And we know <laughs> quite vividly what happened to Judas. You know, he, it was kind of gross, 
but he betrayed, but he fulfilled scripture. The psalm said that there's one amongst us would betray us. It had to happen. And from amongst us, one would be chosen. So it wasn't uh, as if God said, gee, I didn't see that coming. It was all within the plan. And what Judas and Satan meant for evil, God used for good. That kind of struck me upside the head. It takes a new meaning to when we hear for those who love God, he uses all things for good for those who love him. And, and sometimes in Christian knees, in our conversation of Christian knees, we, we say, well, you know, God makes all things work out for those who love him, which is not exactly what somebody wants to hear right after a tragedy. Am I right? You know, but it's true. And in hindsight, we can see that and go in our own lives and go, oh, yeah, okay, I can see that. But we have the hindsight here in Scripture where you got Judas betrayed Jesus and, you know, for, the, for the silver and he bought a field and it's called the field of blood now. And, and, and that's a terrible thing, but God used it powerfully. It had to be done. He had to be turned over to the, uh, to the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Romans, the way that it happened. God used a, a fallen man powerfully for his agenda. He did that with other people throughout uh, Scripture, throughout the historical uh, document we call the Holy Bible. He used Pharaoh powerfully, did he not? So our future is secure. In 1 John, we are warned about unrepentant sin, that it leads to death. Yes, even for the believer. And our, da- our daily walk with God has uh, been likened to the waves from the ocean coming up onto the beach. Come forward and repent. The wave goes out, you've been absolved. Come forward and repent, you've been absolved. Where else do we see that? In our liturgy this morning, your work, the work of the people, together, corporately, we confess that we are in sin. We, we confess that our hearts are open, that our desires are known, and that no secrets are hid. So Satan says, I know your past, and well, yeah, so does, so does Abba Father, Daddy. <laughs> and, get, and I know your future. And then we go on to say, with, uh, along with, with 1 John, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So we are admitting that in this body of flesh, we have, we're, we're sinful. We need Jesus. Forgiveness of sins, grace is for sinning Christians too. For you and for me, like the waves. Repent. Confess. Your sins are forgiven. So then we confess our sins. Most merciful God, we confess. And then we are absolved for the sake of Christ. The one who God testifies through. And for his sake, your sins, my sins are forgiven. And God gives the keys to the church. He gives to those who have been called, you called, You call and ordain a pastor 
And by the authority given to the church, I therefore get to declare you, because he said so, the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Your future is secure. Is your future secure? Good, I don't have to worry about that anymore. In John 17, 11, 9 through 19, Jesus is going to the cross and he's praying for us. He prays that the disciples would be united by faith in him. Just as we are united in faith in him. And when we are united in this church through his word, through baptism, through the sacrament of the altar, made possible by the perfect work that he worked on that cross, we cannot be broken. We cannot be snatched away. Satan has no dominion over us. You can rebuke him when you are feeling low and he is just reminding you of all the turmoil going on. I know your future. And in the name of Jesus, be gone. You have no authority over me, over you. Be gone. Do you believe that? It's true. So not one will be snatched from my hands. So knowing this, believing this, together confessing this, gives us a power and a boldness to go out and proclaim the story that was within us as believers of Jesus Christ. Do you really believe that Jesus Christ died? Crucified, buried, rose on the third day? You bet I do. Well, how do you know? You weren't there. Yeah, I know. I wasn't there. But by the Holy Spirit and by that historical document known as the Bible, by all the people that witness it, because the Word of God is true, I believe. And yeah, I need help in my unbelief sometimes. But when I hear the Word, the power of the Gospel, it overtakes me. It pushes out that doubt. And I know I'm secure. And I know that one day, as we read in the gospel, that I will be sanctified. Jesus sanctified himself. In my study Bible, it says consecrated. It was, he was set aside as he walked amongst us. Set apart from the world. In the world, not part of the world. In the world, not of the world. Just like you were when you were baptized. Yeah, but I still do these things. Well, guess what? clothed in our baptism. Yes, you sin. And this is the tension that we might feel and the world might feel. It's like, well, you know, you're still sinning. Yes, but by this sealing of the Holy Spirit and by this water, God doesn't see me as a sinner. He sees me as a son, as a daughter. And the world will say, well, isn't that convenient? Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? Well, what must I do? 
to have a part of that. Now we're talking, man. There's going to be some people that just aren't going to believe, but it doesn't mean we don't keep speaking the truth in love. There's going to be so, some people that the Bible tells us that in their stubbornness and in their unbelief, they will perish. But it doesn't mean that we can't continue to love for them and pray for them. And when we pray for those that do not believe, we don't pray for God to whack them. <laughs> I love that, Ken. Sorry. <laughs> New York. Hey, you know, whack them, Lord. <laughs> but we can't kind of pray to whack them a little bit. We can say, Lord, let them come to the end of themselves. Has anyone ever seen anyone come to the end of themselves? I've done, I've done that. Boy, what's left? Ooh, not much, except for him. Sometimes we need to be brought down to that and so do others. So that's a worthy prayer. Abba, Father, I love this person, this family member, this child, this neighbor, whatever. Help in your way, in your will. Bring them to the end of themselves so that they turn to you. That's a worthy prayer. God loves to hear our prayers. Isn't it amazing that we pray and he hears? Finally, oftentimes we want proof. We want, okay, where is he? Show me Jesus. Well, Jesus is alive in the living word. Jesus is alive in you and in me. And Jesus is here with you and me right now today. We get to touch and to taste be embraced, to experience grace upon grace upon grace, and the surety of our salvation when we come up to the table today. He knows your past, you know his future, and you know your future. Depend on it. In the name of Jesus, amen. come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear the Son of God discloses and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known he speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet the birds hush their singing and the melody that he gave to me within my heart is talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever
stay in the garden with him through the night around me be falling but he bids me go through the voice of woe his voice to me is calling and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known Let us confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord, our almighty God and Father, you gather today to praise your holy name. We give thanks for all the blessings you have granted us and to enjoy the comfort and friendship of our church family, all members of the body of your son, Jesus the Christ. We give thanks for all those individuals, wherever and whomever they may be, volunteers or paid professionals, civilian or military, who have heard your call to serve others and to place the welfare of others above themselves, just as your son Jesus did for all of us. We ask that you protect them from harm and prevent feelings of discouragement when the fruits of their service are not immediately known. Let us also be the instruments of encouragement in your name for those who sacrifice for us. We give thanks for all those who serve our church family both during the week and on Sunday to bring us spiritual refreshment through the service of Christian worship, Christian instruction, and fellowship. We're thankful for our pastor, council members, musicians, and all manner of volunteers who keep us together as a family. We give thanks for all who work to keep us together and focused on you, Jesus, our Savior. We pray for our nation, our government leaders, legislators, and judges, as well as those aspiring to those positions in upcoming elections. We pray for honor, integrity, and devotion to service, knowing that only you, Almighty God, could grant such a prayer. 
We pray for children everywhere, and especially those among our congregation's families. Young people bring great joy to us as we watch them play, grow, and learn. However, Holy Father, we are fearful for their safety in our corrupted society today, and ask Holy Spirit for your special care and wisdom for us and our children as we live our days among the many evil temptations surrounding us. Help us to be kind to one another. We give you thanks, Almighty Father, for all of the miracles you perform upon and around us every day, even when we don't recognize them. We pray that you forgive us when we err by attributing your blessings to such pagan notions as luck. And we thank you for opening our eyes to see your miracles as they occur around us. On this special day, Lord, we pray for our mothers and those who have served in this capacity throughout our lives. We pray for the women who gave us life, those who sacrificed much to protect and guide us, and for those who mended our wounds, boosted our spirits, provided gentle discipline, and taught us how to play peacefully with others. We know that this was always your plan for us and that the mission of motherhood has always been extraordinarily difficult. We know that Jesus' mother, Mary, at your design and intent, faced all of the hardships and heartbreaks today's mothers face, even to watching her child leave a comfortable home, family, and job to pursue a career of sacrifice and hardship, saving all of humankind at the cost of his own young life. So, dear Lord, whether biological mothers, grandmothers, godmothers, adoptive mothers, aunts, friends, teachers, or any other person acting maternally for the welfare of others in need, we marvel at your wisdom in creating these persons and pray you protect and bless their souls. We pray for the sick and those suffering, the oppressed, the lonely, and distraught. Help us to be the instruments of your grace towards those in need. We praise and thank you, Holy Spirit, for always being with and within us to keep us focused on our Savior, Jesus, and for reminding us that we are never alone and that we have great value in our Creator's eyes. Thank you most especially, Father, for the gift of your Son, our eternal Savior, Jesus Christ. Finally, we now share with you our personal prayers spoken aloud or kept deep in our hearts. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace.
Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Love you. Huh? Do you feel like it? Okay. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Oh, it's okay. All right. Peace be but with you, brother. Good sermon. Was it all right? I, yeah, I did not off. You did not off. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you, man. Oh. It makes me makes me happier. I saw that. I just cracked. Oh, please stand. Will you pray with me our offertory prayer on page three? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who after his resurrection appeared openly to his disciples and in their sight was taken up to heaven that he might make us partakers of his divine nature and so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven we praise your name and join their unending hymn holy holy in the night in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed. He took the bread and he gave thanks and then he broke it, giving it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power 
and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The table has been prepared for all who confess Christ as their Lord and Savior. And if it is your profession that uh, you profess that he is your Savior, he is the Son of God, fully God, fully man, if you believe and take him at his word that his true body and his true blood saves, then come, the table is prepared. You may be seated and the ushers will bring you forward. Thank you.
Will you please stand? My intent was to remind us all that our future is secure. My intent was to call upon you that if you have any worries or doubts, come see me or come see a friend to your right or to your left that we may talk about this and pray for you, soak you in prayer. He loves us. He's for us. And we have a wonderful inheritance waiting for us in the kingdom of heaven. He would want you to relax in that peace and relax and rest in that glory. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our closing hymn is, I love to tell the story.